On today's episode of Reengineering Your Finances, we're talking about easy wins in personal finance. You know, it's important to eventually get a comprehensive financial plan for yourself, but you know, sometimes even just a few minor adjustments to your portfolio can make a big difference in the grand scheme of things. So we're going to discuss a few easy places to start on today's episode, make these tweaks, and you're well on your way to starting a great financial plan and improving your personal financial situation. That's coming up on today's episode. It's time for Re-Engineering Your Finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Walter Storholt here with Charles Weldy, once again, certified financial planner, CPA, and founder of CP Weldy Group. Charles joins us each episode to help us with some great financial guidance and advice and uh, enlightening information. And I'm looking forward to talking about easy wins in personal finance today, Charles, because who doesn't like an easy win, right? We'll all take oh. a few of those. I love easy wins, you know. <laughs> Life is hard as it is. Let, let's get some easy wins in today. Walter. That's right. We're not going to turn any of those downs, no doubt about it. So we've got five in particular that we're going to cover on today's episode. So let's jump into the first one here, Charles. And easy win number one is to make sure that you're keeping the right amount of money in cash. Why is that easy to do and why is it such a big win? Well, I mean, it's easy to do because like as a general rule, you should probably keep maybe, you know, whatever your cash flow need is per month. Let's just say you need $3,000 per month over and above your Social Security and maybe a pension that you might be able to to have. That's $36,000. I mean, that's kind of an ample amount to have in cash. And let's just say that, you know, maybe you want an emergency fund. Let's just say another twenty grand. You know, so you're up to what? $56,000. That's just an example. But if you have like too much cash, like 100, 150, you know, what, what's happening is today interest rates are fairly high and you could actually be maybe investing that excess cash into maybe a short term CD, maybe a money market account that's paying like, you know, a bonus uh, interest rate or maybe just have it an investment, you know, that, you know, is going to grow for the long term since you don't need all that cash currently. That's one side of the equation, having too much. I guess the other detriment to having too much is with inflation. Inflation today is maybe close to 4%. And if you're making 1% in cash, like, you know, you're losing 3% in purchasing power. So, you know, having too much in cash is not a good thing. Um, really, like, you reevaluate, you know, what your you know, emergency fund should be. Uh, maybe some upcoming expenses, like if you're going to buy a car, what the down payment would be. And then maybe like, you know, at the most 12 months of excess cash flow that you might need to, you know, make sure that, you know, in case of, um, you know, emergency or whatever, the money's there if the market goes down. So, you know, having too much is not a good thing. And conversely, having not enough is not a good thing because if the market goes down and you need money and you're pulling out of a, a market that went down in value, you'll never recoup that money again. So, uh, it's, it seems like an elementary thing, but having the right amount of cash and everybody has a different number is a pretty big component of a financial plan. Great points there, Charles. Yep. So add that to your list, folks. To begin 2024, you'll want to keep the right amount of money in cash. All right. So another easy win in personal finance people might be interested in would be to look at your old life insurance policies and try to clean those up a little bit, looking for uh, some opportunities for efficiency and money savings there potentially. Yeah. I mean, 
I, I think when most people buy an insurance policy, they put it in a drawer, collects dust forever. They never really look at it. And by looking at your old policies, you might find out that, hey, wait a minute, you know, I bought a term policy and uh, maybe that's not the best thing for me because it's going to run out in eight years. Or, uh, you know, I got a permanent policy that I got like 15 years ago and, gee, life expectancy has increased and maybe the cost of insurance has decreased. Maybe I should get it reevaluated and perhaps I can have the same premium payment being made with a higher death benefit, or maybe I can lower the death benefit and not pay any premiums anymore. Or maybe I could take the cash value from the existing policy and buy a better policy that might have a long-term care rider on it. So the point I want to make is that, you know, we're all human, you know, we buy our insurance policies for the most part, you know, we put it, we file it away, never really look at it until somebody dies or, you know, uh, a big premiums do that, you know, we're searching for where we're going to get the money or whether we're going to keep the policy in force. So maybe as part of a annual review, have your insurance policies reviewed for beneficiary designations and, you know, is it the right kind of insurance, the right amount of insurance? And, you know, realistically, you know, it's only maybe a 15-minute exercise that could really reap a lot of benefits. All good points on that one as well, Charles. So look at those old life insurance policies. Yeah, a little annoying to pull some paperwork and take a look at it, but ultimately couple of minutes could lead you to some efficiencies and savings there by cleaning those up. All right, uh, tip number three on our easy wins in personal finance would be to consolidate old 401ks. What goes into that? Well, you know, a lot of people do job hopping and, you know, sometimes when they do that, they just keep their 401k at their previous employer there. And, you know, I mean, not that it's bad or wrong, but the reality of it is, is like most companies have, you know, a menu of investment choices. If you took your existing 401k or, you know, 401k from your previous employer and perhaps rolled it over into a traditional IRA, what would happen is you would have the universe as your menu. So, you know, rather, would you rather have maybe two or three family of funds or maybe the whole universe? I mean, personally, I'd like to have the whole universe. And when you consolidate things, I mean, you, you kind of, everything's on one page. You can see it. And uh, there's a lot of good things out there today in terms of investment strategies. I mean, there's people that with their 401ks that could perhaps create their own private pension. Uh, they might perhaps be able to access some investments that they could otherwise not do by remaining in their existing plan. So by consolidating them in one plan, you know, they have an opportunity to look at it like at least quarterly or once a year and maybe do some additional planning like Roth conversions and what have you. Uh, having things all over the place is, is totally inefficient. Having everything, you know, in one place where you can see what your options are, I think is much more effective. That's a great point. And, uh, makes it wise. I mean, just less balls in the air to keep track of will ultimately help uh, how you how you figure things out in your life and uh, consolidating those old 401ks, especially if you've had a lot of different jobs uh, over the years and you've got several of those hanging out there, could make a big difference. All right, Charles, as a CPA, this one's right up your alley. Analyzing the tax efficiency of your investments. Now, this might be hard to do on your own, but somebody with uh, a lot of experience could help out here and guide you in the right direction, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, it gets me to like, uh, I just took a course recently called the Tax Management Journey. And I want to give uh, a gentleman by the name of Dave Allison a shout out. He actually created it maybe about five years ago. And uh, at the recent course, he mentioned there's really the three, I think he called it the tax trilogy. There's three elements of taxes. Number one is tax preparation. And that's a commodity. Everybody gets their taxes prepared, whether they do it themselves or they go to a professional. 
And then there's tax planning. And tax planning is important, but as a general rule, tax planning is one and done, one year and you're done. But tax management is lifetime tax management. And that's where really like, yeah, there's a great opportunity for people that might have a potential tax issue down the road, not just to get tax planning one and done and try to like, you know, duplicate that year two, year three, year four, but have tax management where they can actually project throughout their retirement lifetime what their tax liability would be, you know, each and every year. And, um, you know, just as an example, um, you know, going through that course, I saw that, hey, under current structures with the tax rates, you could have uh, you could have $120,000 of income in retirement and you could be in the 12% federal tax bracket if your assets were positioned properly. And also, if you were single, half of that $60,000. So the point I want to make, Walter, is let's just say you were single and you were living off of $80,000 a year in retirement. Well, you could have $60,000 of taxable income uh, on your return and only get taxed at 12% or less. And then the other 20 that you might need to get it up to 80, you could take it out of a tax-free uh, bucket, whether it's life insurance or whether it was a Roth IRA. So I get excited about this stuff because I can get, I really believe in my heart of hearts, I can get most people in the 12% tax bracket by taking them through the tax management journey. And uh, what I see, and we have limited tax preparation services here in our company, what I see with, um, Certain people, like I should say most people, is, hey, they got dividends, capital gains on their tax return. They're not spending that money. So to me, that's very tax inefficient. Maybe they should have those dividends in their retirement account where it's not taxable until they take it out. And uh, the capital gains, maybe they should have maybe a tax-managed account outside of their you know, 401k or IRAs so that these capital gains are long-term, which are taxed at lower rates. And, um, you know, or there's very little like long term capital gains. So, um, you know, in terms of tax efficiency, it's not one and done. Like most people uh, do their own. Well, I don't know about most people, but a lot of people do their own tax return. And rightly so. Like, you know, if it's not a big deal, it's not a big deal. But if a professional does it, he or she can see is there an opportunity to A, do tax planning one and done. Or in the case of me going through this tax management journey, wow, can we like actually take uh, a half a million dollar IRA today for say a 42 year old couple and knowing that at maybe 6%, it doubles every 12 years. Hey, 1 million in 12 years is that 500,000 today in 12 years is 1 million. And 12 years after that, it's 2 million. And I see, you know, just by going through the tax management journey that maybe this young couple that are 42 years old, that eventually will be 65, hey, stop putting all this money in your 401k, maybe divert some of that to a Roth IRA or a Roth 401k or a life insurance policy or an after-tax investment so that when they attain the age of 72, they don't have a three, $4 million retirement account that they're forced to take out. 120 to $160,000 a year because now they're going to be in a large tax bracket for the rest of their life. So I know I get off on a tangent there, but it gets me excited that, you know, the rule of 72, money doubles every 12 years as you make 6%, 10 years if you make 7%. And, you know, when people are in stocks, that's the kind of returns that they can expect to get. And I see, like Wayne Gretzky saw as a hockey player, where the puck's going to be, not where it's at. And that's the beauty of tax management as opposed to tax planning.
Great outline there of that difference between tax planning and tax filing. If you need more information on that, again, don't hesitate to reach out to Charles and have a conversation about it. He can talk to you about how to make your plan not only better built for the future in general, but specifically when it comes to those taxes. It's a rare but dangerously uh, good combo when you have somebody who is a certified financial planner and a CPA, and that's what Charles is. Again, reach out to Charles if you have questions at 610 610- 3887705 right Charles last one on our easy wins in personal finance list here is to check your beneficiaries and uh, those designations that you've chosen this is one of the simplest mistakes you can make that has the biggest consequences isn't it it is I mean you know I mean a lot of times people fill out um, you know applications for life insurance IRAs what have you they name the beneficiaries but a lot of times I find, Walter, that they don't go the extra step and name the contingent beneficiaries. So uh, the reality of it is, is like, um, you know, if someone's single and they name like a sibling or whatever as their beneficiary, I mean, I, I'm always looking for like, all right, in case that sibling passes away, predeceases you, who's the contingent beneficiary? Because the problem there is if they don't name contingents, then the default is it goes to their estate and that you know, IRA or 401k or whatever has to be cleaned out within a certain period of time. You have more flexibility by naming contingent beneficiaries. And of course, like people get divorced, uh, remarried, uh, you know, some kids are good with money, some aren't. Uh, Some people are in a high tax bracket, some are in a low tax bracket. So when you really look at beneficiary designations, uh, you really want to like, you know, I call them fire drills. Hey, if you are no longer here tomorrow, do you really want it to go one third of each of your kid? Oh, wait, this this kid has special needs. Maybe there's something that we should do differently. Hey, maybe this child's not good with money. Maybe this child's in a bad marriage. So, you know, again, there's no one right answer to how you do these things. But at least once a year, when you do your review, you should really look at your beneficiary designations and make sure that the way that you want them and definitely make sure that, you know, not only the primaries, but name the contingents in the event that the primary or primaries you know, are no, no longer there. All great points, Charles, and I'm really happy that we were able to cover all of these details on today's show. It's important to make the tweaks that are necessary in your financial plan, but even better when they can be easy to come by and uh, very helpful in that regard. So if you've got questions for Charles, again, don't hesitate to reach out. The contact information is in the description of today's show, or again, you can call 610-388-7705 or go online to cpweldygroup.com. Charles, another year of podcasts in the books, our final yeah. episode for 2023, and uh, looking forward to turning the page to 2024 with you. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to 2024. But, Walter, one thing now, you know, we can't have any podcasts on Wednesdays because I made a commitment. Wednesdays is my day off. <laughs> so today is our last uh, Wednesday recording ever, right? Absolutely. All Absolutely. right. I'll see you bright and early on Mondays then. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. Awesome. Sounds good. We'll see everybody in 2024. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Hope you enjoyed today's show, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you next time on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor with its principal place of business in the state of Ohio. CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice. Insurance and tax services offered through CP Weldy Group are not affiliated with PCA.
Information received from this podcast should not be viewed as individual investment advice. Product discussions and illustrations are hypothetical in nature and will vary based on many factors, including but not limited to age, health, product, insurance carrier, and product design. You should consult the insurance carrier website and policy for detailed information. Content may have been created by a third party and was not written or created by a PCA-affiliated advisor and does not represent the views or opinions of PCA or its subsidiaries. For information pertaining to the registration status of PCA, please contact the firm or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosure website, www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. For additional information about PCA, including fees and services, send for our disclosure statement as set forth on Form ADV from PCA using the contact information herein. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money.